This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Frozen. I want to bring you the message frozen tonight. How many were in first service Sunday? Uh, apparently you're hard-headed. God thinks you need it twice. I'm just kidding. Uh, we actually did not get to have preaching in the 9.30 or 11 o'clock service, so I promised them I'd bring this message tonight. Uh, I will try to make it a little bit different for those of you that were here Sunday morning, uh, but uh, we actually had so many giving their life to Christ in those two services, the Holy Spirit chose to preach himself. And some people still posted best sermon they heard in a while. Amen. Amen. Second Samuel 23, verse number 9. Father, before I bring this message tonight, I pray that you will speak to us clearly. Open your word to us. Help us to become all that you want us to be. You are good and your mercy endures forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Second Samuel chapter 23, verse number 9. Next to him was Eleazar, the son of Doadai, the Ahoahite. That's a fun word to say. As one of the three mighty men, he was with David when they, I love this, when they taunted the Philistines gathered for battle. Does that not sound like fun? When they taunted them when they were gathered for battle. Then the men of Israel retreated. Well, wait a minute now. They taunted the Philistines, and when the Philistines got up, they retreated. That sounds like some of us, how we serve God. We play with the idea of becoming serious about serving God, but the minute the battles come, well, I'm not sure if this is what I need. That's not in the sermon, that's free. We taunt uh, with wanting to move forward. We, we play with the idea of, uh, of getting serious about God. We, we say we need to get committed to the things of God. We, we say we ought to honor God in these ways. And, and, and we play with the idea, but the first time that the battle gets rough, we find ourselves saying, God, you don't understand. I'm doing something for you now. I shouldn't be having to fight a battle anymore. I know we've never been there, so maybe I should just move on. The men of Israel retreated, but notice this, but speaking of Eleazar, he stood his ground. And I believe that God is looking for someone to stand their ground. I believe that God is looking for a generation who are willing to plant their feet and say, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. I'm going, I have made up my mind. There is no turning back. The world behind me, the cross before me. He stood his ground. Notice this and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. The troops returned to Eleazar, but only to strip the dead. And I did not even notice that Sunday morning. I don't know what he's trying to say to us tonight, but watch this. They all taunted the enemy. Eleazar stood and fought, and the only time the rest of the troops came to help him was when they came to deal with the battle that was over. 
Most of us will turn around in the battle and say, nobody's with me, nobody's with me, nobody's standing with me, and we give up because we start feeling alone in the battle. But God's looking for somebody tonight who will plant their feet on the battlefield of faith, and you will become frozen, as it were, frozen with your hand to your, to your sword, moving forward until the battle is won. Uh-oh, that's an awfully weak amen. Don't make me pull out something and have to walk around and collect it like Easter eggs. Come on, I'm looking for an amen. I'm looking for a good amen. Come on, give me a good amen. God's looking for somebody who's made up their mind. Now, I don't want you to feel like, and again, I know it's, we're all sick of, of this topic, but I really felt like in this year's election that I, I felt like I was a, a, a voter with no candidate. Okay? I felt like I had no candidate. I'm not, don't get mad because I didn't like yours. I'm just saying I'm not condoning one or, or supporting one in particular. But this is what we noticed as these two candidates fought for a prize. The prevailing candidate, I, I'm going to tell you what God just dropped in my spirit. I'll go ahead and tell you again. God's looking for somebody who will put their eye on the prize and not give up no matter what is said to you. The prevailing candidate was told by everyone to prevail, uh, to prepare for defeat. That the task was impossible. That victory would never be his. But despite of all of that he heard, victory did come. Why? Because victory uh, would not have come if he had listened to those who had said, you don't have a chance. Don't waste your time. If when he had stumbled and he, and he did that often, if he had assumed his failure would prevent his victory, uh, then he would have not moved forward and become victorious. When all the voices of the air, literally airwaves, said it's all over, if he had agreed and given up, he would have never tasted victory. But agreeing with him or not, we are all somewhat shocked as the tide turned in his favor and he was declared, declared victorious when everyone said it's impossible. I wonder tonight how many of us have a dream for something better. How many of us believe that God has a purpose that outruns everything we've been through in our lives? That God has an anointing that's greater than every struggle? That God has something that no matter how many times the devil has said you need to give up and you need to run away and you need to hide, that God has something better for us and instead of listening to the voices of the air and instead of looking at our failures and our struggles, that we'll stand up and say, the victory is mine and I'm going to have it and I'm not leaving the battlefield until I get it. Amen. I believe some of us have a dream for freedom. The devil's had you bound long enough and your hope's been bound and your joy's been bound and your family's been bound, but there's freedom. You've just got to step on the battlefield and take it. Some of us are looking for revival. We want God to send a revival and revival seems like it's wrapped up and it's, it's never going to be uh, unleashed. We need to say, God, I don't want to wait for revival to be unleashed. I want to be a spark that ignites revival. I'm stepping up onto the battlefield in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe this. Some of us need to understand that God created us for something greater than where we are. You'll never get there. We must take the battlefield if we want to be victorious. I want you to notice what the Lord showed to me. Victory comes to those who fight. Luck is by chance, but victory is by force. If you want victory, you're going to have to go get it. You're going to have to pursue it. No matter what anyone says. We can't listen to the voices who say don't even start. I mean, I, I can I go there? There have been very few sinners that have walked into this place that I've wanted to smack. But there's been a whole lot of saints that I wanted to knock between the eyes. 
Well, pastor, let me tell you why. I've seen them see somebody come through the door and go, well, we'll see if that'll last. I'm like, I will knock you down right here. Come on now. Why? Because most of them were the ones that when somebody, when they walked the door, I heard somebody else say, we'll see if that will last. And I'm like, look what God did in you. And if God can set you free, you heathen, I know he can set anybody free. Come on now. Amen. I'm tired of us listening to the wrong voices. And some of the voices are even sitting next to us sometimes. Some of them are right in the car with us. Some of them you're related to and they tell you, I've seen you try to serve God. I've seen you go into programs. I've seen you try to get free. You're never going to be free. You need to look at them and say, get behind me, Satan. Be careful if it's your mother-in-law, you might be in trouble. But come on now, amen. You need to mean it. You need to learn to say, I'm going to be free. When the devil tells you with your heritage, everybody in your heritage has had this problem. You need to say something, but I'm not of that lineage anymore. I have a new father. I have a new birth. I have a new life. I'm not what I was. I'm new in Christ and I will win the victory and I'm not going anywhere until I get it. Amen. What I love about this story, and this is not in my sermon again, this is free tonight, but what I love about this story was he had to fight. He had to fight for the victory. Most of us just want to walk into it and dance around and sing how good Jesus is all the time. But sometimes you have to stick to it. You have to fight through it. You have to press on. Sometimes you get the wrong diagnosis. Sometimes you get the bill that you can't handle. Sometimes all hell breaks loose on you. But just because that happened does not change who's on your right and who's on your left and who's got your front and who stands behind you. His name is Jesus. He's the captain of the Lord's host, and he is able. Come on now. Give him some praise. Amen. Praise God. We can't let our stumble hold us back. Oh, I started serving God, and then I fell. Get up. Shake off the dust. Go wash your hands. Get in the presence of of a fountain that is drawn from Emmanuel's veins. Here's what I quote when he says in Revelation chapter 21, there is a fountain and whosoever would can drink of it freely. What that tells me that when I get weary and I get down, even if I took myself to a desert on purpose, there's still a fountain I can run to and I take a drink of the life-giving water of Jesus and I'm ready to fight again. You will stumble, but he's not giving up on you. Amen. How many of you like a good Rocky movie? Anybody? How many times when he gets knocked to the ground, you've seen it a hundred times, but you're sitting there going, come on, you can do it, you can do it, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Why? You're rooting him on. You're rooting him on because you, you're not, you're in the moment. You're not seeing what's going to happen. You're not seeing the victory that's right around the corner because you've got caught up in the story. Well, here's the way it is. Jesus sees your victory right around the corner and you get knocked down and he's right there beside you saying, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. I know what the end of the story is. Get up. Even though you've stumbled, Keep fighting. Keep moving. There's victory in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm glad y'all not helping me preach tonight. We might have revival in this place. Hallelujah. Here's the deal, though. You must pick your battle. And you must stand your ground. And here's the great truth that I want to give you tonight. You must keep doing what you have been doing until you can't help but keep doing what you've been doing. Now, that doesn't sound very spiritual but it's true come on help me with this help me help me ready keep doing 
what you have been doing until you can't help but keep doing what you have been doing. Come on now. Oh, none of you have ever been there. Some of you have kept doing the sin that you were doing until you couldn't help but do the sin that you were doing. You didn't want to do it anymore, but you did it until you couldn't help do it anymore. So you kept doing it because it became part of who you were. You kept at it because it became part of who you were. I have come to declare the... You see, you got to understand something. When the Lord calls us to preach, He doesn't call us to raise up pretty little pansies in some pretty little garden. He calls us to raise up warriors for the kingdom of heaven. And I have come with the Spirit of the Lord that is upon me to set the captives free, to declare the acceptable year of the Lord and liberty to all those who believe. And I've come to tell you tonight that God raised you up for more than what has you bound. God raised you up so that you used to be bound and you had to keep doing the sin because it had a, a hold on you. It had an addiction on you. It had something on you. But there's something better. It's like a young boy I heard about today when he got he got saved. A crackhead stumbled into God's house, got saved, and he stood up and he said, tears running and heaving. And he said, he said, what I feel is better than any high I've ever felt. Why? Because God was doing something on the inside of him that he didn't understand, and God was changing him. And when God begins to change you, God used him then to do ministry in the local church and had a purpose for him in a direction. Somebody, God's got a purpose for you in a direction. But what you need to do is stop doing what you used to do and start serving God today and you'll serve God tomorrow. And then when devil, the devil tries to call you back, you'll look at how far you've come and you'll say, devil, where I am is so much better than where I was. I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing because I can't do anything else. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you give him a praise for being a deliverer? Why don't you give him a praise for setting you free? I'm telling you about the hope of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. We've got to get busy about more important things, folks. You know why you've got so much time to sin? Because you're not about your father's business. Let that sink in. Amen. We must be about our father's business. We must pick the right battles. And we must stand until we can do nothing else but keep standing until heaven invades earth. Now, earlier this year, I was mistaken, greatly mistaken. I thought it would be a good idea to run a race with Christina. I want you to know I spent way too much money buying all the right clothes, the right shoes. Those things are not cheap. And other running aids. I had it all. I mean, I look like a guy right out of the professional running magazine. If I was going to put myself through this, I was going to look good doing it. Come on now. When we finally got to the race day, it was 20-something degrees. So Christina said, nothing you bought works. Made me go back to the store and buy more. And now I really was looking the part. Even they had those little, little tight pants that they wear. Come on now, amen. Well, we got out of our car, I'm telling you. We looked at this guy got out beside me. He was as ratty as they come. And I thought, either you're, you don't have a clue or you're going to smoke all of us. He'd wore all his stuff out. Come on now, amen. I don't care how good I looked. It wasn't pretty. I'm telling you, it was bad. 
<laughs> Don't you laugh at me. Come on now. <laughs> it was sad. You know what? All of you laughing at me. I want you to meet me for a 5K in the morning. Come on, amen. No, I'm just playing. You know what? That was the hilliest course on record. I thought it was going to be flat. I thought it was like the Greenway. We're going to run there and back. I'd let my treadmill be about right what I thought it would be. When I, we started out, we had no more than cut a corner. We went down like this. I thought not too bad. We're going downhill. We, we got to the bottom and I saw a cone that said, turn around. Note to self, never run this course again. Here's my point. All of those things I had equipped myself helped, but when it came down to it, it didn't matter what I had on my shirt. It didn't matter what cross you have around your neck and what fish you have on your car and how big your Bible is. If you're not opening, it's not helping you anyways. All those things helped. But I had this mental image of my wife and I coming across that finish line. I knew it'd be tough. I mean, I knew it'd be hard. She runs marathons and half marathons. I, was, I, I wasn't blind about it, but I had no clue that about a quarter of the way finished, she'd be going, you can do it, baby. Come on. As we approached the finish line, she's like, don't give up now, honey. Don't give up now. And I'm like, I'm not. And, and I had this image of scooting across the finish line. I had snot going places. <laughs> I was purple. When we crossed the finish line, I felt no joy. I didn't feel my feet either. Come on now, man. I'm preaching somewhere with this. But I finished. Some of you give up because you don't feel like you're, you're running with the elegance that you should be running with. You're not worshiping the way somebody... I feel the Holy Ghost when I'm talking to you. You may have bought all the right paraphernalia, but all hell hit, and that paraphernalia looks just raggedy now. But what comes down to it is not the way that you look while you're running. It's finishing the course. It's going on the battlefield and fighting until it's done. It, God's looking for somebody who will fight for their family, who will fight for their marriage, who will fight for their children, who will fight for the move of God in this world, who will fight for our nation, who will fight for the revival that God has promised to give us, who will fight for a move of the Holy Spirit in their own life, who will not give up. And no matter how bad you feel, and no matter how, you know what I crossed? I, you know what I said? I, I didn't say, Woof, all right, baby, I hope you enjoy. I said, let's, let's find a place to sit down for a minute. Why? Because I was just glad I finished. We may not look like everybody's choice warriors, but we are God's chosen. He has caused us to run. And we must walk on and run on and press on. And when the devil tells you, give up, it's not worth it. He's never going to answer your prayer. You might be just one day away from your breakthrough. You might be just one step away from crossing that line. Don't give up fight like your hands frozen to the sword and like all of your life depends on it and Jesus will show up and show you that your life did depend on it and he has a new life for you. Come on, give him some praise. Amen. Amen. We can't give up just because the going gets tough. You know, I heard of a pastor from Syria. 
a nation with 23 million residents, half of them have fled because of the fighting that is happening there. This pastor's name is simply, he's known as Brother Edward. When they asked this pastor why he had not fled with his family, his wife and children, this was his response as to why he had not moved on to a safer place. Are you ready for this? He said, when one country pulls its ambassadors out of another country, you know it's bad. Then God is not calling his ambassadors out of Syria. He had an assignment. He had a place. And he was fighting his battle for Jesus. You see, his battlefield had him frozen in faith to trust God, even when he could trust nothing else. I feel... I feel this in, in my heart that some of you need to become frozen in faith. The devil is trying to dethaw you with everything in you. Run, flee, give up, stop trying. It's not worth the effort. You're going to fail anyways. You're going to mess up. Am I preaching to anybody? Don't give up. Keep fighting. For in due season you shall. Reap the reward. And I feel the Holy Spirit tonight. I'm sorry I've been yelling so much, but I feel God. We must all take the battlefield of faith, frozen until revival comes, until your family shall be saved, until whatever enslaves you, you are delivered from. If we fail to fight, we forfeit our future. It's that simple. Now here's the thing I want you to get, and I... I know I had a good bit more, but I'm going to close with this tonight. I want you to get this. This simple truth. Some of you are living in B.C. Some of you are living in the B.C. before Christ. I mean, you're living as if Jesus had not finished the work. You're living as if it's still dependent upon you measuring up to the standard of the law. I want to invite you to come to this side of the cross, to A.D., the year of our Lord, the other side of the cross. So it's not dependent upon you, it's dependent upon Jesus. But pastor, I'm flawed, I'm failed, I'm broken. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He's not flawed. He has not failed. He is not broken. And he says, my righteousness, speaking of Christ, I will put upon you. He tells us to run with that, to be strengthened by that that the God who raised him from the dead is working inside of us that even though I stumble and I fail and I'm running toward the finish line I, I, I can I heard no I love you's while I was running all I heard was my heart and my ears saying you can do this don't give up you can do this but what you need to understand is that the, uh, the, that wasn't the only voice that was saying that my wife was saying that I was saying it beside us is the Holy Spirit within us is the Holy Spirit around us is the Holy Spirit and he's saying don't give up keep pressing on keep fighting put your hand to the battle and don't give up I don't know where this just came from, but you know the main reason people are not 
free. The main reason people do not walk in the liberty of the Holy Spirit, the main reason churches don't walk under the power of God the way He's called them to, the main reason is they give up far too soon. Don't give up. We are walking in the year of our Lord, the year of victory. Why don't you stand with me? I'll tell you what the Holy Spirit just dropped in my heart. Woo. I'm going to close this and be done. It's still the year of our Lord. Today's the day to start making it better. I'm going to fight. I'm not giving up. I'm going to find the will of God for my life. I'm going to walk in the will of God for my life. I'll, my goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost. Would you just help me worship for just a moment? Father, we worship you tonight. Come on, raise your hands all over this place. We seek the face of the risen Savior. None like you, none before you. We'll never measure up in our own way, but we're going to press on toward the mark of Christ. We, we want to be like Jesus. Holy is the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, worship with me. Hallelujah. See, some of you, you're just one step away from your breakthrough. You're just one step away from your victory. You're just one step away. You know, I'm going to do something we don't always do on Wednesday night. I want to open these altars right now. If God's dealing with you tonight about something you need to become frozen about in your life, there's an area that you need to stake your claim in. There's an area you need to believe. And I want, to, I want you to come to these altars quickly. Just move quick, quick, quick. Don't hesitate. We have plenty of time. today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 815, 930, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now.